What's up guys, welcome to the FX Personal Training Podcast. Today we are going to cover how to go from being in good shape to getting into next level shape. So this is whether you're getting on stage in a bodybuilding show, whether you're going on holiday, whether you've got a photo shoot booked, or whether you're just really wanting to take the results to a level that you've not been to before. So I'm joined today by one of the FX coaches and natural bodybuilder, Danny Ashton, um, and we'll cover, Danny will introduce himself in a second, uh, but realistically, what we're trying to do with this podcast is give you the tips that you need to know for getting into that next level shape. Um, so, Danny, if you want to give a little bit of background to yourself, um, yeah, obviously what you do here at FX and how you got into bodybuilding. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, so obviously being at FX now, came in February just before all this uncertainty with COVID. So it's uh, it's been a strange start, if you will, but yeah. really getting into the swing of things now here, it's... Uh, good how busy I am I'm really enjoying it yeah. uh, in terms of bodybuilding I kind of just fell into that in 2017 uh, I was just getting in shape for a sort of holiday um, and then someone at a gym I used to train at actually kind of forwarded me on to this uh, this idea of it because in my head before um, I, I, I didn't I wasn't aware you could do it naturally and I wasn't aware that my physique could be classed as you know something that that, that would do well. I ended up doing really well in 2017 as a junior and got qualified for the finals and got third there. So I've just been kind of training since then with the goal of, of potentially stepping back on stage. And now I'm uh, four weeks out from another show. So, so getting hungry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. definitely. Uh, so what I wanted to cover first, Danny, is like the key aspects of of just, just a just a journey of getting into that type of shape, getting into shape yeah. where you're in, sort of shape that everybody you know would be able to look and say that guy's in great shape. He is mm -hmm. on a different level to what most people are. Um, and I really want to cover the areas of realistically. First off, consistency. Like yeah. How important is it to be consistent with your with your training journey, consistent with your nutrition, to to really reach your goals yeah. of being at that next level. Well. Uh, it's to put kind of things in perspective you, you've got to obviously bodybuilding is an extreme example of it but yeah. you can apply it to any goal whether you know like I've just mentioned quickly earlier if it's just a, a holiday or anything like that the consistency comes into it into it massively but for me it's um, since 2017 I've consistently been in a, a calorie surplus with a few little diet breaks and, and pull pullbacks in, in that sense. But um, ultimately, consistently training sort of four or five times a week, consistently hitting my meals every day has got me to a point where I can step on stage and uh, and hopefully do better than I did last time. Yeah. Um, but another thing I'll say is you've just got to manage consistently, again, the variables that are in your control. So you sleep massive, you rest, your rest and recovery is just as much as and just as important as your training, as you and Jamie have covered a lot of in, in the podcast previously. Um, so just consistently managing what you can and, and not getting too stressed about things that obviously you're going to get thrown off. You're going to have weeks off and things like that. But being consistent for long periods of time is ultimately what's going to yeah. drive you to, to whatever goal it is. Well, I mean, on that note, if you're controlling what you can control, when you can control it, over time that's going to add up and 
the, the net effect of that is going to be that you're moving towards your goals. Yeah, definitely. definitely yeah, yeah. Like you're yeah. saying there, people can get knocked off. And this applies, you know, whether whether it's just a fat loss journey, whether you're looking to get stronger, it, basically any goal that you've got, certainly any fitness physique goal, this side of consistency yeah. is just super, super important. I mean, we've, we've spoke about it, I think, before in the podcast. We've, we speak about it all the time in the webinars. Um, and it is a little bit relentless. Even, for example, there, you've said that most of the time, most of your time since starting this journey, you've actually been in calorie surplus. You've not exactly. been in a diet. You're exactly. not dieting. However, when you're in that calorie surplus, is that just a eat what you want, just go sort of all out? Or well, where are we at um, in terms of the when I'm not dieting, um, I, me personally, uh, I tend to diet as little as possible. Um, just from my point of view, because last, and it's mainly because last time I competed, I was probably one of the smaller guys up there. Yeah. Um, but the condition side of it was my stronger point. So I've really tried to bridge that gap a little yeah. bit and, and put on as much uh, muscle tissue in that in that time I had. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the in terms of the uh, the off season, if you will, in that surplus, I was you know I was still enjoying myself. I had a good social life. Yeah. I had a really good balance, and I think that if anything helped me just stay happy and and. and and healthy all the way through that and um, in terms of food it was i had a rough idea i wasn't tracking calories day in day out and um, but after if 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 i ever thought uh, sort of one week um or, or some months i'd kind of sw sway off track a little bit if you will i'd track my calories for a week get a rough idea of what i was eating making sure my protein targets were hit every day yeah. and then um i'm not one to to, to eat a lot of uh sort of take out food anyway so diet was 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 genu genuinely good but I, I wasn't tracking yeah calories every day or anything like yeah. that i mean and that's 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 pretty key is it i think that sometimes we can get lost in this you have to track calories all the time yeah definitely. once you've got an understanding of your nutrition yeah for some people there may be reasons to do it whether it's food intolerances whether it's just trying to get whether it's that you found that that works best for you well, it's certainly not necessary most no. of the time. You, but you should be. You should have a bit of an awareness of certainly not not loads of junk food. Certainly no. still eating well, exactly. still being healthy and things. Um, Danny, just getting into just before we go into the actual diet side of competition. Yeah. So we're speaking there in sort of terms of obviously, if you're in this, you know the off season, mm -hmm. comp prep, and things like that. Whereas, just to, just to summarise that for the listeners, um, what we mean by off season is when when there's no sort of direct competition. So coming up where you're not dieting for the competition, you're more yeah. looking at what you need to do in future, what groundwork do you need to lay to be in a good position to start that diet. So, and then obviously the competition phase and the, the diet phase that we'll speak about is when you're actually trying to get from that finish point of the off season where you might be as strong as you can be, you might have as much muscle mass as you can be, yeah. all the way through. And ideally you'll be as healthy as possible exactly, as well at yeah. that start yeah. point, all the way through to being as lean as possible on stage. And there's very big differences between being as healthy as possible and as lean as possible. Yeah. Um, certainly you'll see that in performance in the gym as well, in terms of whether you, when you're performing at your best, it's probably when you've got a little bit more body fat Definitely. than being stage competition, uh, stage ready. So, but in terms of training, mm -hmm. are the, what are the differences? Are there many differences for you between training in the off season and training in the competition? Um, so for me personally, and uh, obviously this is my I think the beauty of this sort of bodybuilding industry is there's no right or wrong way to do things. Yeah. 
you've got to find what works for you and uh, what works, te- you know, what, what tends to work for a lot of people might just work for you as well. So yeah. it's worth trialing. It does take a few cycles of things, trialing and, and, and errors yeah. um, to really find what works. But for me personally, it's just a case of pretty much the same program I was on in the off season, but obviously volume is slightly different. So volumes yeah. come down a little bit. I'm not doing as many top sets. Um, my, my rest days are, are sort of strategically planned before a leg, a leg day now, if yeah. you will, because that's my most taxing session. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's probably just from a note from, from looking at the program, it's very similar, but there's less, less working sets. And then obviously into this last month, there's, there's probably going to be even less again yeah. going further. So I'm just kind of doing enough to what I feel is going to stimulate that, that, yeah. and, and, and I'm not growing at all, so I'm just trying to hold on to the muscle that I'm hopefully producing that off season. And I think I think that's such a key point that people that people miss a lot of the time is that there's so many times that I see people dieting for holidays, um, training for photo shoots, yeah. even if they're sort of considering getting into shape where they might be thinking about getting on stage. Um, what I we guess tend the to only find change, sorry, is just to put this in there is the cardio. Yeah. I was, you know, talking, going back to balance in the off season, I, I play football, I'm, you know, five aside, 11 yeah. aside, take my dog out every day. So I'm, I'm, I was really active as it was, but now it's, that's just been, the, the, the football side of it's come down, obviously, because I don't yeah. want to get injured. Um, yeah. And there's just set cardio days in my plan. I guess that's the only change along with some yeah. volume changes in the weight sessions. And again, that's that's allowing you to manage the program as a whole. Yeah. To have more control. Exactly. Over the program that's all it is. Yeah. yeah. So important. Um, and back to the point that I, that I was making is that during the, what we tend to see is that as people get nearer to these competitions, if they've not done this before and they've not quite got in shape, you tend to find that they try and push harder and harder and harder and harder yeah. and harder and pull the calories more and more and more and more. And that almost always leads to, you know, you can do it. Or the, if you're only dieting for four weeks, that might yeah. be a strategy to get away with it. Yeah. However, on a long-term diet, or if you're trying to get in particularly good shape, yeah. um, because you need to, then that's something that you need to manage. You need to have as much control of the training program, as much control of the nutrition as possible, so that you can decide when to pull things back, when to push things up. Because at the end of the day, it's about yeah. getting results. It's about and I think another, just to add on to that, it ultimately comes down to having something realistic. You know, you're not you're not going to get in shape for a show uh, in eight weeks. So yeah. giving yourself eight weeks and, and having to aggressively do it like in that way yeah. is just not sustainable. So it comes back to making sure you, you, you know, you've given yourself enough time to, to be able to, to get to your goal without compromising yeah. health and, and having to push too hard in that sense. Absolutely. So moving moving from that, let's let's have a look at the actual competition diet. Yeah. So how far how far away from a show is it when you decide now I'm gonna I'm gonna start to think about dieting? Right. Uh, so so the, the, the transition um, so what I've done this time and again, yeah. it's still my, it will only be my second season, if you will, of competing. So I'm still really new to to, to all this. Um, but for me, it was a case of getting up to a weight where anything. I, I feel like I think going off numbers. I know it's not not it's all relative, and it doesn't yeah. really mean anything to the listeners. But for me, I was around 94 kilos, yeah. and I feel like to, if I was to go any heavier than that at that point, it would yeah. be 
I wasn't going to get anything from it. Yeah. You know, I was my appetite had actually started really crashing back yeah. down. Um, I was feeling really lethargic all the time, just a bit groggy and yeah. just feeling like I had to force feed myself. And I was looking yeah. at like shakes as to, just to get the calories yeah. in at one point. So for me, that biofeedback in that sense um, was a big, big marker to right. We've, we've pushed up probably now to, to where we need to either a just sit at maintenance for a while yeah. and, and recomp there, or start thinking about a diet again. So. For me, it was listening to my body in that sense. The look of, of myself, you know, I was, uh, again, I'd got to the point where probably from 90 kilos to 93, the, there was probably not much except like fat gain there looking back now. So yeah. that when, when when you feel like the progress you're making isn't in, in, in numbers isn't, isn't yeah. beneficial to that goal, I guess that's another reason. Uh, and then I just came down, back down to my maintenance calories for, uh, about a month and then I went back in yeah. then I started pushing into uh, a, a deficit and started, yeah, dieting. started dieting so how many weeks out was that from your competition um so that was around probably around 20 weeks I was looking yeah. at myself thinking to, to myself right this yeah. off season I was unproductive I'm not getting much from it so I sat around maintenance for about a month and about 15, yeah. 16 weeks yeah. out from this day is where I started yeah. uh, be put myself in a, in a diet position. And I think that's a that's another really key point, is that there's a couple of key points that you've covered there. First off is it rather than going straight from that surplus into a deficit, you've tried to sit around maintenance, you've tried to just get on top of everything, yeah, get back exactly. in control of your health, get back understanding your food, you know, mm -hmm. trying to get your body responding yeah. in a way that you want it to. Um, and especially, I mean, more extreme, obviously, in bodybuilding where you've, got, a, yeah. you've got an actual off-season where you're trying to push a limit yeah. of muscle mass. But we do see this in, in general, you know, yeah. if people spend a long time where they're overeating, um, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's deliberately or not, they might want to spend a little bit of time just focusing on health rather than yeah, focusing on, on everything else, especially if you're already relatively lean, you're not sort of massively overweight at that point. Yeah, don't, when I'm talking, when we're talking about this, to... To a lot of people, I will have still been in relatively yeah. good shape, yeah. but it's, yeah, I'm just, that, that's just relative to, to what we're talking about, I guess, in that sense. So we've, so obviously, I mean, we've covered the, we've covered the duration, but the, the key point, I suppose, on there is 15, 16 weeks to get super lean. Yeah. Um, is, I mean, it's a it's, relatively short space yeah, of time. It's probably still on the shorter period yeah. of time. I, for me, what I tend to what I tend to push is always them sort of durations as well. Because what what the listeners may or may not know is that it is faster to lose fat, far faster in general, like far easier if you get the other aspects right. Yeah, to lose body fat than it is, especially for maybe your first ten weeks of this diet, or oh, six yeah. eight weeks. Yeah, obviously, as you Definitely, get leaner, yeah, your body yeah. starts to fight yeah. back a little bit, but initially it's easier to lose body fat and we can only really push those limits for a certain amount of time yeah if you were to have a 24 week diet where you're pushing just as hard if after 16 weeks you've really maxed it out and then these other changes are going on where your body yeah. starts to fight back even more you can end up in worse shape you can Definitely. end up losing muscle mass Definitely. um so Completely one of the key points is that i want I want all the listeners to be aware that Dieting all the time or dieting for far too long, there should definitely be periods of time. Whether the, whether body composition is your main goal or whether it's performance or what, there should absolutely be periods of time where 
you set a limit to how long you can re realistically diet for. Again, if you're massively overweight already, or you're even fairly overweight, this limit is much, much longer. You can diet for much higher durations, but if you're relatively lean trying to get leaner um, or trying to get in better shape, then you're gonna pretty much want an endpoint. About yeah. 20 weeks is probably the longest that, that you'd want to be going into yeah. a diet, and that'd have to be really considered for most mm -hmm. people. Most of you guys have probably been doing it for around 12 weeks, yeah. eight to 12 weeks, because that's the duration of the typical sort of body transformation diet, if yeah. you will. Obviously bodybuilding a little bit longer, but you're also getting at least <laughs> a, a bit of a different level in terms of yeah, leanness. Yeah. You have yeah. to be, you've under scrutiny, you're not, you're not stood there in the no. best light all the time. No, I think that that's the difference with photos is that you can be lean and you can get good lighting and you can be pumped up and you can look good at the right time in the right light, which is obviously still a massive, massive achievement. The reason that bodybuilding probably needs to be a bit more extreme is that you're not looking to say, look how well you've done. People are looking at you to say, where could this guy be better? Yeah, exactly. um, And obviously that's a different mindset in itself. Yeah. So we'll wrap it up in a second, Danny, but during this um, competition diet, is there any key tips that you've got for people? Like what's, a, what's the most effective way that you sort of approach all this? Uh, for me, it's just finding foods. Um, obviously it sounds really like cliche and a bit kind of brushing over it, but understanding foods and, and trying to really get to grips with what works for you. So for me, if I eat a meal and I just feel it doesn't sit well with me or yeah. things like that, um, I, I feel like I don't digest it too well yeah. or makes me doesn't make me feel or like doesn't put me into a training session feeling yeah. good. I'll make a mental note, I'll even yeah. make a note of that when I'm doing this, yeah. uh, doing this diet. Um, and, and just finding foods that sit well with you and try and be again going going back to that consistency um trying to set your days out as consistent as possible so you can get in a bit of a routine with your eating so you're not allowing yourself to get really hungry in between meals because that's probably when you're, you're most vulnerable to make bad choices at that point so for me it probably i'd say eating the smaller meals a little bit more frequently yeah. um making sure that the food you're eating is not only sort of satiating you, but yeah. also um, trip, um, sort of fueling your, your gym session yeah. on, and, and cardio session. And obviously making sure that you're not starving yourself by getting the, the quantity of food on your plate yeah. up with veggies and, and, and things like that would probably be some key things there. Just to give people an idea on numbers. Um, yeah. What sort of numbers did you start? And let's just look at calories and protein because yeah. uh, if we if we get beyond that, it can get a little bit individual as to yeah, how to do it. Um, obviously, calories and protein are as well. But yeah. in terms of total amounts, um, where are you starting your diet versus where are you realistically finishing it? Calories right. and protein. Um, so the starting point, um, obviously, at the peak of the off season, I was up near like four thousand calories a day. Mm -hmm. Sometimes even more than that, uh, and then that's when things sort of started slowing down in a sense and I started feeling worse. And so then I'd probably say when when I did that kind of maintenance phase, it was around sort of 28, 2900. And then at the minute I'm down to sort of between two, 250 and two, depending yeah. on the training day and, and demands there. And obviously being on my feet all day here at work and, and training and doing cardio, some might think, God, that's still quite a lot to 2,400, 2,500. But 
it's all as you'll know it's all individualized and um i'm probably not going to drop it too much now there might be 100 150 come off in the next few weeks um but yeah it's not going to change a great deal now going into Brilliant. into that show um just to give to give the guys an idea obviously within the 90s body weight wise for your off season yeah um where are you looking to be where do you think obviously it doesn't really matter what weight you step on no, stage at matter. people need to understand that however just to give them an idea of where you're at at the minute roughly sort of body weight wise where are you thinking you'll be um um so the week pro- off let's not the say week off um, so i'm about 77 kilos now um so that's it's you know it's quite a big drop down yeah uh I'll, i'm probably only looking to push down to the lowest about 75 yeah uh, so there's there's not a lot i mean even if that if i got to 75 i'd be kind of looking yeah. at pump, pumping the brakes and making sure mm. i wasn't chipping away too much at, i think that my key point things. there is that exactly like you said if you get this right then realistically you can lose a, a large amount of weight relatively quickly without yeah. needing to take your calories to ridiculously low levels yeah. super low levels obviously relative in terms of body weight and things um, and they're going to finish in a lot of cases they'll finish lower it depends how you approach your diet obviously but just a note for people listening is obviously that taking your numbers to that point and um, danny I'll, I'll wrap up and talk about yeah. recovery in a second the last thing from you is how do you get the most out of the week or the days or the show day how do you get the most out of that final process what are yeah. your key sort of tips for, so, for the guys listening for me it's um in terms of the show week the week before the peak we'll call it the peak week that's yeah. what's that's what it tends to be uh termed as yeah the week before that i try and get myself to a position where i'm relatively sort of depleted and, and looking quite flat so when i say looking quite flat it's a term used when you've you've pu- probably pushed calories low for quite a while uh, you've not got the same shape that you, that you would have yeah. weights probably dropped a little bit more than you'd expect um, and and you just appearance-wise looking a little bit sort of deflated if you will and a key and then, point a key point guys just for just for everyone listening is that that happens not due to a loss in muscle tissue yeah that happens due to a loss in muscle glycogen due to yeah. changes in muscle water content and things and exactly. so there's no there's no structural change there so no. looking flat might not necessarily indicate any sort of issues and it's realistically it's going to be necessary if you want to exactly your look. it's yeah. going to be necessary at some point you have to look worse a lot of the times to subsequently look better after that and yeah. um, so a lot of the times if you are looking in the competition prep or in a diet if you feel like you're looking a lot smaller the chances are obviously with the right guidance from your coach the chances are you are you will be pushing to a new level of yeah. condition to then yeah. come back up so then i tend to just get myself almost primed for a, a, a refill yeah uh, or a refeed uh, and then same my show Sunday, I'd slowly taper up carbs from say Thursday, nothing drastic, literally. Um probably sixty to eighty grams, depending yeah. on how I was how I was looking day on day. And then um slowly tape them up to almost essentially fill that physique back out for that show day. Uh, and then for water, uh water's high all the way through that week. Uh, and then the day of the show, I'd just sip it as and when needed, um, just so you're not hopefully retaining too much. And yeah. obviously you're drinking more through that week, you'll be flushing it out as well. Yeah. Um, but when when I hear people completely cutting more over the week of the show, obviously, as we spoke about in a meeting not too long ago, 
75% of your muscle is water yeah. as well. So you, you're probably going to look worse if you completely. There's a, there's a hell of a lot. When you play about too much with things like water, sodium balance, yeah. probably a lot more that can go wrong. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it, you know, some people get it just right, but there's a, there's a big percentage of people that try and do that and end up looking worse. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Danny, I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Right? There's a couple yeah. of points that I'll cover just to finish the podcast. Yeah. But obviously I know you need to go. Yeah. Cheers for, okay. Uh, cheers for that, Josh. Um, so guys, I'm just going to cover one of the, one of the key points that Danny mentioned there is get foods that work for him. Um, digestion being really important, especially as you push into a diet. And this is this is certainly something that I've I've had to consider myself to a massive degree in the past with my own dieting, my own training, um, and something that I see across board whenever whenever people tend to get particularly if you're dieting for a while. There are changes that happen within your gut and changes that happen within your nervous system, which means that certain foods that you've been comfortable with in the past, your body may struggle with, your body may get uncomfortable with. Now, if you still persevere and try and eat them foods, what it's going to cause is bits of gut distress, more inflammation, a higher stress there, and it's going to really reduce your ability to recover. Um, and it's going to really get in the way of your progress, whether that's just through general discomfort, generally not feeling like you can stick to the diet, not feeling like you're on top of your training. So some really key points there is finding foods that work for you, making a note of this and trying to understand that those changes are happening. And what we need to do, this is one of the reasons why we don't want to keep pushing the diet is that what we want to do once the diet's finished is try and work back into rebuilding a healthy gut, rebuilding you know, getting back on top of nervous system activity, making sure that you're recovering really well. Um, and just spending a, a good amount of time out of the diet. There's so many hormonal changes, there's so many changes that go on um, in terms of obviously body fat levels and things throughout the diet. That's um, enzymatic changes as well. So there's so many things that happen that mean that realistically throughout this entire process, you need to be focusing after you've dieted, you need to get back onto focusing on health. And realistically, health should be a key focus before you go into this type of diet as well. Um, so that was just a key point. Again, guys, I think that that basically covers everything because the final point that I was going to make was on the post-diet recovery. Um, and I think that we've, we've pretty much covered it. So I'm going to end the podcast there. Uh, hopefully you've found this useful. If you've got any questions regarding getting into next level shape, we obviously can guide you through this here at FX. Um, so please make sure that you reach out, have a chat. If it's simple questions, we'll just get back to you. If it's something that you're looking seriously at doing something that, whether it's for holidays, for weddings, for other events, for a photo shoot, for bodybuilding prep, um, natural bodybuilding prep, that is, that's what we deal with, uh, then it's going to be something that we can absolutely help you with. So guys, I hope that you found this podcast useful. I've really enjoyed putting it out. Um, so I will see you next time. Cheers.